1: an action packed show on hand tonight big dave lemon joe rodriguez back in the studio there you go how baby. Are you feeling buddy um I, well, I had a great i had a great
2: trip out in vegas unfortunately to come home and and get extremely sick but i am feeling fine right now ready for my first uh, live show in studio for
1: 2018 for 2018 and uh, this is uh action packed show i say that because uh there is so much poker going on right now. Of course, a little bit of a lull right around the holidays, although we did have the fun in the sun uh week after Christmas at the Seminole Hard Rock, which uh, I got some interviews at, and we're going to play a few of those tonight if we can fit them all in. But uh, lots of live poker going on around the world, including uh, an event starting right here tomorrow at the Seminole Hard Rock as the Lucky Hearts Poker Open uh, starts on Thursday, January 11th, which is tomorrow as we tape the show and goes on through January 24th and uh then we'll look forward for February to the first ever WSOP circuit event at the Coconut Creek Casino. So uh again, uh the Seminoles doing well and uh, leading the way in the world of poker here in this town. And uh we'll talk about some of the upcoming events uh involved with those two. We'll also talk about things going on the WPT European Championship going on in Berlin right now. Um they are in the main event of that. Also, uh, they are in the main event in the Bahamas at the PCA, and there has uh, been a tremendous amount. We'll give you some of the champions, uh, 100 events in that series, by the way.
2: 100? Think,
1: things overlapping all over the place, wow. all different kinds of events, and uh, we'll talk about some of that as well. Uh, also, uh, Aussie Million still to come, but that seems like a million years off, since uh, <laughs> that is not till the end of the month. The main event is uh, the first week of February. Uh, I think it starts maybe the 31st and then overlaps into February. But uh, there's just so much going on, and and you kind of wonder about the dilution of talent uh, because certainly you can't be everywhere. And uh, I looked down the European, WPT European list, and normally you would see a ton of of great American stars there. But, uh, you know, most of the names are just not recognizable because I would say most of the people are in the Bahamas, uh, or are in, uh, you know, one of the other big tournaments. LAPC is just getting underway. Of course, that's six weeks long, and they won't get to their main event until the end of February. But
2: and, and so much f- going on. And right. don't forget, the Aussie Millions also takes effect with that, because then you've got to decide how much travel do I want to right. do. Do
1: I want to go to Europe
2: and fly there, fly back, and then fly fly down down under at the end of the month? So, you know, with the PCA here, and like you said, the West Coast poker players staying out there for, for, for the tournaments out in California, yeah, I, you know, the timing on this is, is not good for them having that tournament in Europe right now.
1: Absolutely. But I would say uh, if I had one tournament to look at with the most star players, it's certainly going to be the the, the PCA and the Bahamas at the Atlantis. And uh, uh was looking at some of the champions from earlier and looking who's playing in the main event. And uh, the story that we really need to start off with is the one guy who's not there who was normally be Absolutely. there. And Absolutely. that is uh, Jason Mercier. And I know we talk about Jason a lot on the show. Of course, uh, we had him on in our first season and got to know him a little bit and uh, met his parents and uh, has followed along as he was engaged at the World Series last year and then uh, th- or two years ago, and then this year uh, had their first baby. Uh, I brought Joe a picture of uh, Marco a Little Henry Marco, little Marco. And uh, Natasha, a picture of the three of them, and it's so cute. But yeah. it's uh, the story came out. Uh, Basically, it was on the 6th. What is today? The 10th. So uh, over the weekend, he announced that he would not be returning to Poker Stars uh, as a representative and a sponsored player for them. They have, of course, Negranu and Liv Boree and so many uh, big-name players. But Jason has been there, like, from the very beginning. Eight and a half years. Yeah, they asked him. uh, He's been playing at PCA, he said, for 10 years. This is the first time in 10 years that he hasn't been there. And, of course, Joe, you're not surprised because we know what a family guy he is and how happy they are at having their first child. And uh, that's simply going to be the priority now instead of poker. And, you know, you know that when
2: I read the story, I just looked at you and I go, I, I would have bet money on this years ago that when this situation came up, when Jason had his family, you know, when he decided to get married and have a child, that he would be that type of father, that type of husband because... He's he's he has been shown nothing else but that. Yeah. You know he's got great parents who you know he, he's the interviews all all they, all anybody has to do is go back into our archives and listen to the stories and you know you can tell the influence that his family has had on him and you know kudos to Jason Mercier but he I you know what even more kudos to his parents for raising yeah. a hell absolutely. of a young man
1: absolutely. And uh, so without Jason, uh, still a lot of great players down there. We'll take a look at uh, what's happened. There's been a couple of uh, big events. The Super High Roller was won by Kerry Katz, and he defeated Bryn Kenny, came from behind. Kenny actually uh, was leading much of that event and uh, lost several all-in pots to uh, end up hitting the rail in third place. uh, Justin Bonomo finished second. Kerry Katz is a guy who really only plays high rollers. You'll see him on some of the big uh, super high roller tournaments and and that sort of thing. Daniel Negreanu did make the final table, finished fourth. Ivan Luca was fifth. Ike Haxton in sixth. And Sam Greenwood in seventh. So that was the $100,000 super high roller, uh, which kind of got things uh, underway early. Well, uh, a field of 48, and Cats uh, wins 1.492 million. Very nice.
2: <laughs> nice way to start the year. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, uh, you know, what can you say about Brent Kenny? He always seems to do well down in the Bahamas and uh, looked like he was going to win another one, but ends up getting knocked out. Um, Justin Bonomo, who finished second, actually knocked out Negranu in a hand. Uh, um, for fourth place and then the heads up play uh between the two uh cats and bonamo uh, was about uh 6.7 million to 5.3 million and the final showdown lasting only seven hands
2: kind wow surprising so they got it in quick
1: yeah cats uh, actually made quad sevens and uh Bonomo had uh, sevens over aces to to take uh give cats the lead and uh, he won a race with uh, Pocket 8s, Katz did, against Ace King. So that was the the final.
2: Yeah, well, listen, it seems like uh, Katz was winning a lot of races because of what you just said. Yeah, with exactly. Going all in against him, I guess, a whole lot.
1: Then they had the high roller also, uh, Steve O'Dwyer, the winner of that one, earning uh, $769,000. 46 players played in that one. That was a $50,000 buy-in. Or, I'm sorry, Uh yeah, $50,000 buy-in. And uh, finishing second was uh, Byron Coverman, who had a big chip lead at the, fi- at the final table. One time he had half the chips in play, with, I think with four players left. And uh, he ended up finishing second. Uh, Jean-Noel Thorrell took third. Eric Seidel made the final table, took fourth. Benjamin Pollock, who uh, finished in the top three at the World Series last year, was fifth. And uh, Orpen Kisakikulu I'm sorry. He's I'm sorry. a Kikulu. I
2: didn't know if I was going to say that. From, from or not. Turkey, I so believe. Might have
1: <laughs> anyway, that that was the early going there. So we're keeping an eye on the main event and uh, the chip counts and what's happening there. But uh, a lot of big name players obviously involved in this one. And uh, currently, the chip leader is Michael Cameron, uh, 432,000. They are on day two. And uh, still a long way to go. Uh, right now there are, let's see, there are 148 players left out of 582. Prize pool over $5.6 million. Oh. Uh, David Peters currently in second. Uh, we're big fans of David Peters from way back, including when uh, Randy Casper used to be on the show regular and told us about an up-and-coming young kid from uh, Ohio named David Peters. He is in second. Uh, Philip Corion is third. Lucas Greenwood fourth. Jason Stemier is fifth, and Oleg Titov in sixth. Looking for some other uh, big name players that we uh, know. Uh, Jack Sinclair, who went uh, to the Final Four or to the November Nine, actually the the final table in July at the World Series this year, he's in about 12th place right now. Adrian Mateos, who just took home uh, Player of the Year honors, is uh, pretty deep in this one, about 18th place right now. Richard Kirsch, a local uh, South Florida player, doing pretty well. And on down the list, uh, Barry Greenstein is uh, still in the in the running with a, over 100,000 chips. Jonathan Jaffe, Liv Boree, and uh, T.K. Miles, who is a Florida State fan that, that lives down here in South Florida, plays a lot of local events, he is still alive as well and on down the list. So uh, we'll keep an eye at all that stuff uh, at the PCA and, uh, you know it really hasn't diminished at all over the years uh, of course with the poker stars backing it's uh, always going to be a big event i think but uh looking at some of the other uh tournaments along the way there's a lot of great stuff including uh um, our friend will the thrill uh picked up a tournament down there uh not That's a huge right, one but uh, there's a lot of smaller tournaments uh with uh, all different kinds of buy-ins and quick ones that overlap here and there uh, Mike Leah won an event down there. Mike Gorodinsky. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Taylor Power won Brian Yoon. A lot of great players uh, playing down there. And uh, Arkush Mandavia, a lot, of, a lot of great stuff going on down there. So uh, we'll take a look at that and maybe highlight some of that stuff again next week when the whole thing is done. But they are almost finished there, and they will be moving on uh, very shortly. Uh, a lot of the players will, to the Aussie Millions. Of course, many will be coming back here, and that's a, a big point of having the uh, Lucky Hearts open right away in January so that when people come back to town, fly through Miami uh, and Fort Lauderdale, they can stay here and uh, play those events. There <laughs> so he has- See if their
2: lucky heart can win here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It
1: used to be uh, Thanksgiving, or not Thanksgiving, uh, Valentine's Day. uh, Mm -hmm. And that's where the lucky heart's name came from. But uh, they have moved it up this year. Uh, The main event for that one starts uh, on Friday and Saturday, the the 19th and 20th. It's a $3,500 buy-in, and uh, the final table will be live-streamed on the 24th of January, but lots of other things there. There'll be a high roller, $25,000 high roller. There'll also be a PLO. And uh, horse tournament, of course, the seniors, 50 and up, uh, is on the 12th that we talked about way back. And it looks like you're out of that. I was
2: going to be playing, but I'm flying out to New York tomorrow. I seem to be the
1: the worldly traveler in this last month and a half. You are, I tell you. Uh, The big difference of this event, Tony uh, Burns talked about it this week on Twitter and some other places. Very proud that they have worked in the uh, WPT Deep Stacks. Uh, event to start the tournament off. Now, they've had $1,100 buy-ins before, but never as the very first per- tournament. Usually it's a 560 or a $350. And uh, this will have three opening sessions starting tomorrow, Thursday the 11th, Friday the 12th, Saturday the 13th, all starting at 11 a.m., $1,100 buy-in, and there will be a million-dollar guarantee on that. The final table will be next Tuesday. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. That's kind of an interesting event. The Deep Stacks sometimes draws a little different crowd, But when you uh, couple it with the same event, uh, that's going to get people who will play the main here to jump right in in the very beginning and maybe play a lot of events in between. So
2: so I like the strategy behind
1: that. Yeah, it's uh, great stuff as usual from the Hard Rock, and we certainly look look forward to uh, heading over there and covering several days of that event. Lots of stuff to talk about tonight. We'll uh, get back to it when we return. Uh, You're listening to Poker Action Line. Of course, you can always find the show on uh, iTunes or on our website, but a good place to get the show right now is SoundCloud. Uh, sign up for SoundCloud, and you can get uh, email notifications and Twitter notifications on when the show is up. And also, I uh, uh, just checked out the poker Fuse podcast page, and we are on there as usual. And, uh, of course, Hold'em Radio Network is a good place to pick up the show as well. So lots of lots of great places to pick up the show, and we hope you do so every week as we follow uh, poker in 2018. Uh, big year for poker, I think. We'll see what happens on the heels of Pennsylvania getting online poker and uh it's might see a few other things this year. We'll see when they when when places get back to uh to work as far as legislative uh, action goes. We like the
2: way it ended with Pennsylvania. Let's see if we can get that ball continue to roll uh here with the other states.
1: I want to talk a little bit more about Jason when we come back. Uh certainly there's uh he's going to be missed down there, but he's one of many great players that, that just can't be everywhere in when your personal life uh, is taking off in in such a great family way. I uh, certainly can't fault him for that, and uh, it's going to be uh, listen, the way that things go for a while. I listen,
2: think. this is why he's worked so hard. You know, you know, sacrificed so much to, for all the traveling and become such a great player. And now he he, he has the choice to enjoy his family. Yeah, and, I, and that's wonderful.
1: Okay, so uh, let's take this first break. When we return, uh, we'll talk about that and also a few other things. I think we'll run down a list. A uh, good story I saw on some tips for uh, ways to help you with your game in the new year. So uh, that might be a fun one as well. All this coming up on the show tonight. Poker Action Line from coming from South Florida. And we'll return after these messages. This is Poker Action Line.
3: Welcome back to Science Today. And we already have our next caller. Welcome. Who's this?
1: Hi, I'm Philip.
3: Hello, Philip. You sound really young.
1: <laughs> not really. I'm nine.
3: Oh, wow. You're still in elementary school, right?
1: Does that matter?
3: Oh, no, not at all. What's your question?
1: Well, I know the molecular formula for water is H2O. I also know that hydrocarbon is CH3CH250CH3. Glucose is C6H12O6. The general formula for an alkene is CNH2N plus 2. But what I can't seem to find is any scientific formula for Bob. Bob? My goldfish.
2: Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every tuesday night following nhra national
3: events nhra nitro is available on demand anytime on the wfo radio application and at
1: wforadio.com welcome back to the show big dave and joe as we uh Continue here on Poker Action Line. Marco Henry Mercier, born uh, in October, Uh, and that was October sixth. So uh, on January sixth, just two months later, Jason announces that uh, while he had a chance to return, three months later. One, (laughs) two, three. Absolutely. I should just nod my head, right? Yeah, no, that's it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, there's a note on the Poker Stars blog as a chance to see his. his uh, little uh, farewell and he thanks uh you know all the people of course his family and friends and and all his supporters but all the people at uh, Poker Stars that uh, helped him out um back in 2008 uh, he started at WPT San Remo which is a tournament he won and then later uh had some problems and we had to go to the hospital when he was stabbed actually after the tournament but uh he joined Poker Stars back then and uh, has been with him ever since and I can remember the big game and all the uh, things that he played in where he always had the patches on and of course was uh, supporting PokerStars.net for people who play uh, the free games uh, without, not for money but uh, it's really grown the game a big time and uh, I certainly uh, wondered what was going to happen uh, he thought in the beginning that he would be able to travel with the baby at least for the first year or two and uh, after lots of thought, uh, and Joe, you've had three daughters and uh, been in the poker world. Uh, is there any way you can continue to have a full-time travel schedule, or is no it just way. not possible? There's just no way. And that, and let me state
2: this. You know, I'm talking about you know having a wife that has nothing to do with poker. While Natasha, we know, is an excellent poker player herself. You know, but. You know, once you become (laughs) like I told my oldest daughter, who coincidentally her and Jason are only about a week apart in age. Um, You know, when when I told my daughter, you know, once you become a mommy, you know, the world just changes. And the same thing for being if you're a daddy, because like they say, anybody can be a father, but it takes a special person to be a daddy, a special man to be a daddy. And you know, we know the upbringing that Jason had, so that that's why he was you know contemplating this, like he said in his letter that he wrote. He knew this situation was going to arise, and there is nothing worse than being away from your family for an extended amount of time, especially when you have small children. Well, I, I had to travel back in 2004 when my youngest daughter was six, seven years old, and being away from the house for th- two, three weeks at a time was brutal. I can't even imagine you know, the constant traveling that they did, and then even if you do come home for one day, it doesn't even feel like a home, so i just don 't see how you can have a a, a fam, you know children, a wife, and maintain a, a happy you know balance between both worlds
1: well, I guess he he could take Natasha and the baby to places he could he has enough money where he could hire a full time nanny uh, there's so many different things he could but, do, yeah, okay, but, but I just uh, want to say that uh, sometimes the reality smacks you right in the face, and it did in early January when the baby was sick. And they were worried uh they you know their first child they took him to a to a doctor uh, you know thirty minutes away from their home that was someone they would not normally see and uh he had a low grade fever and a ear infection and uh as it turned out, it was just a head cold, so not a big deal, but when that you see that reality.
2: Dave, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal when you're oh, yeah, when course. you're when it's your child and they're they're only months old and you. See I mean, that, it's, that not that long, body. it's not long. It's not a
1: long time serious, but it does. It's a big enough deal it, that it makes you reevaluate it, your decisions.
2: Not only that, think about it. You know, you're on the road. Something happens on the road. You know, something happens at home. God forbid. You know, you do have your regular doctors. You have family to help out. You're on the road, and something happens. You know, Jason realizes that you can't you can't be the 100% father in my opinion you can't do that anyway and continue to to thrive at at the level that he that he's been at for so many years at the top of his game you know always being ranked f- from first to fifth for in most 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 polls for for the last 10 years okay and having that success how are you going to wrap your head around a tournament or even a live cash high cash game you know if something is wrong with your son and whether they're there with you or whether they're at home and you're, you know, halfway around the world somewhere else, I, you know, for me, it's just something that I, I don't think I could handle that very well. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be too worried about that, especially at that age.
1: Well, his contract was set to run out at the end of 2017. He's been thinking about it for a long time and and made a decision not to uh, renew. Uh, he's 31 years old now and he's not stepping away from the game full time. He's just decided to cut down on travel. Play a lot of local events here, and then make an occasional trip. Of course, uh, probably be at the series for at least part of the time, but not probably the whole time like before.
2: Yeah, I, I think he mentioned that him and Natasha thought that they'd be able to do this. It's just, you know, uh, folks, when you're out there, like I said, for the young people listening to our show, you know, until you become a parent, yeah, you know, you think you know how to handle everything and how what you're going to do with your child and your children but until until they they they're born and you see that face for the first time you know, every every plan you had just goes right out the damn window, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, your life changes. And I remember hearing that all the time from my parents, and I didn't understand it until I had my own children. So Jason's realizing that. that Jason and Natasha are both realizing that now.
1: That's right. Well, uh, it's kind of ironic, but uh, just a few days earlier, uh, Vanessa Selps, uh, probably considered by a lot of people as the top woman player in the world, uh, has decided to stop playing poker full-time. She's stepping away from the game to uh, try her hand at a hedge fund, and she's going to still play poker occasionally, but mostly just as a hobby. Her, her uh, poker star sponsorship also ended at the end of the year, and uh, she's decided to step away. Uh, I guess there is a burnout factor here. Uh, there's a lot of traveling and a lot of uh, pressure it's, it's all the time. It's tough, It's tough, Dave. I mean, listen, I
2: can't even imagine that because I never lived that lifestyle like that, but, you know, there was a time when I was... Playing five six nights a week, okay, at different different games, you know, and just you know grinding a a very decent living at that time from it. There, not only that, but being that you know I had a family, I also had a regular job, so I didn't have to travel. But I was playing in all these games every night. That alone was affecting family life. Yeah. Even though I was bringing home money, you know, it's it it, it burned it really it it gets to you really quick i mean not really quick but after a while you're tired of living out of a suitcase you know constantly eating out uh... i don't know you know some of these players you know how good the friendships they've had it from kids and everything we heard how jason had childhood friends that he's still you know great right. with but you know or how close you are to your family but that constant traveling you know makes it a loner's life and you know uh... It, as much as you want to say, Dave, that you want to hook up and yeah, oh yeah, well, you know I'm with other like-minded poker players, which is great for your game. It really is. What these guys have done is amazing. You know when you go through this, but when that's all your life is, it it eventually you've got to burn out. In my opinion, you've got to burn out very quickly. And once you start doing that, you start losing that edge that a lot of these great poker players, you know, thrive on. That's that's what gets them that little extra niche that they need. To get to where they got to go, and you know, once it becomes a grind, you lose that edge. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, I got a few interviews that I did from the fun in the sun, which was the week between Christmas and New Year's, and uh, I reported on some of the results. Bill Farnan won the main event, and uh, there were a lot of the big name uh, local players here. Uh, One of the was a young lady I met that uh, won one of the events. Danny Diane. I want to play a short interview with her. Uh, She won uh, the 130 uh, Turbo event, which was event number five. The biggest event was the the main. It was 560, but most of these were smaller events, over quickly. And uh, we talked to a lot of people, uh, our local players that we followed, on how they came out of 2017, what they were looking forward to in 2018. But uh, I had a quick conversation uh, during a a break of the main event with Danny Diane. Uh, She's known for uh, bringing the uh, teacup puppy to the table, and uh, she's a very nice person. Uh, I had a chance to meet her for the first time, and here's what she had to say. with uh, Danny Diane, ship leader here at the Fun in the Sun. Uh, I've been asking different players that I've talked to how 2017 treated them, and uh, you've taken off here at the end of the year. Tell me a little bit about your success here since mid-November.
3: Oh, wow. Um, well, it was completely unexpected. Um, I had a rough year to start, but coming into this, it's like a windfall, so I feel really just grateful and just surprised,
1: happy. We had the pretty deep run at uh, uh, the last tournament here, uh, the Rock and Roll Poker Open, and then now, last night, you win a tournament.
3: Right.
1: Here, you're the chip leader yeah, again. Yeah, Did and... you suddenly uh, get better?
3: Um, no. No, 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 <laughs> I didn't. I think it's just, uh, just timing really it's all about timing
1: is it a confidence thing which you when you made a deep run at uh, rock and roll then all of a sudden now you're playing with more confidence is no, that, no, that I'm, I'm
3: playing exactly the same way I normally uh, have just, I think it's just uh, luck's on my side right now okay. honestly I think that's what it is I mean I'm playing the same amount of hands that I normally play the same type of hands, starting hands. Um it's
1: just uh, timing, really. The uh, Having the chip lead now, it's a pretty massive chip lead right now. Uh, it seems like it's taking forever to get past the bubble, yeah. which is always tough. But um, does it change the way you play? I mean, does, no. do you try to do something different here I'm now? Not,
3: no, I'm not getting crafty. I'm not trying to be a bully. I'm just just—I'm actually just taking it really slow and taking it easy, letting everyone else battle it
1: out. It's and important to kind of be conservative at the right time. Yeah. yeah,
3: absolutely. I want to win this one, so I'm going to just pick my spots. And uh, okay. let everyone else battle it out in the
1: meantime. I see you at a lot of tournaments around here. You've uh, you've obviously done well, but you know, things have really changed here in the last two months. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really has to give you some hope going into 2018. Oh
3: yeah, lots of momentum, and I think 2018 is gonna be amazing. Absolutely. For
1: people that have seen the pictures, you have the teacup puppy. <laughs> uh, what what what's her name?
3: Shemesh. Shemesh. Yeah,
1: he's he's. Ever oh, had it's he. Okay. Oh yeah, and he's he's just
3: amazing.
1: And, and well-minded doesn't uh, cause much of a problem. He was hiding there in the bag there for a while.
3: He loves the attention.
1: And uh, I know that Jason and Natasha have a puppy also, and uh, yeah,
3: he's beautiful. kind
1: of kind of brings a little bit of confidence and luck to you. Huh?
3: Absolutely. I mean, he's he's everything. So yeah, I love his company, and everyone loves him.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations on your recent thank successes. You. Good luck uh, here the rest of the night. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. And she did not win, but she finished at the final table, finished in fourth place. So uh, pretty nice not little uh, close won, to uh, and came back and 2017 Good. for sure. And we'll look for some big things from her uh, in 2018. Another player I got a chance to talk to, uh, I've had him on the show before, Neil Blumenfield is, uh, he was 61 years old then, he's 63 now, uh, the third place finisher at the 2015 World Series of Poker in uh, Las Vegas at the Rio and uh, won three point, almost $3.4 million. And I found out uh, in some of my research that I was doing that he it, he had all of it. it. He didn't have a backer. Oh, good for him. Yeah, you know, so the $10,000 buy-in and to bring home $3.4 million, uh, He 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 was a great businessman, worked in the software industry as an executive, and ended up during that summer in the break between uh, the World Series, ended up moving here to South Florida and loves it here. So. I got a chance to talk with him for a few minutes. Uh, Here's what uh, Neil Blumenfield had to say. I'm with Neil Blumenfield at Fun in the Sun at Seminole Hard Rock. Coming to the end of another year, and I guess the first question for you is... Your big year at the World Series is now two and a half years ago, does it? Uh... Not quite two and a half
4: years ago. Well, just, just November. two years ago. I'm talking about... Two years and a month.
1: <laughs> I'm talking about all the lead-up to the final yeah, yeah. table. Now that there's no November 9, what were your thoughts when you saw that go away?
4: Um, I was really happy that I made it when there was a November 9. It was a lot of fun. And I think they lose. I mean, I understand that a lot of people didn't like the wait. Uh, for me, it was great. I loved it. Uh, I got to work on my game a lot, and it was a lot of fun, you know. I, I got to get interviewed by people like you in between and, uh, um, you know, got all my friends there, had 100 friends there for the final table. So they missed out on all that. Uh, so. I, I liked it better. you think it
1: diminishes the series a little bit because there was such a nice build-up and everybody got all excited? This time it just kind of, you know, what, what's there to do now?
4: So, I, I, it diminishes the excitement around the final table because you only have three months to hype it. And, you know, they had time to, you know, they had weekly series where they were showing the run-up to the final table so you got to know a lot of the players. You know, and guys like Kelly Minken became well known, even though she didn't make the final table. And that kind of stuff goes away now. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's worse for the for the poker audience, maybe not for all the poker players who prefer to go straight through, but for the audience it's
1: worse. I think what goes away for me is I don't even think I went and watched a lot of these Tuesday night shows or whenever Sunday night it was this year. But, uh, you know, it was so exciting because you still didn't have any finality to it. So you really were interested in finding something about the players.
4: Right. And not only that, but people who don't follow the game real closely online, they didn't know who made the final table. So it, it really was. I mean, it was exciting for them because they didn't know the outcome for the most part. Um, So, yeah, again, it's it's just different now.
1: What what has your life been like since you moved to South Florida right right around that time? I guess a little bit before that. Uh, You play here in a lot of the tournaments at the Hard Rock, and you seem to be enjoying yourself. Uh, How did that experience change you? I mean, obviously, it ballooned your bank account for a while, uh, at least. So
4: uh, I left my day job, (laughs) so I I don't have 7 o'clock conference calls anymore, so that's a good thing. Uh, I did move to South Florida, which I love. I'm having a great time here. play a lot at the Hard Rock, obviously, but there's tournaments all over the place down here. You know? at, uh, at the Isle, at Coconut Creek, uh, up in Tampa, up in Jacksonville. There's just a lot of places to play. So, uh, so I'm enjoying it here a lot.
1: Obviously, guys like me are going to search you out, get your comments on things. How about other players? I mean, does the impact of that final table, does that linger does people really have a response to uh, what you did in that tournament
4: Um, so much less so now than previously I mean for the for the first year or so after you know a lot of people came up to me and told me they really liked the way I played and that kind of thing Uh, a lot less so now it's kind of uh, weathered a little bit Uh, but I made a lot of poker friends so a lot of people, especially professional players, who I'm now friends with, had no clue who I was before. And so that's been a nice thing.
1: So the novelty kind of wears off after a time.
4: Well, novelty does, but I, I'm a much better poker player now than I was at the time. So that's the good news.
1: Now, a lot of times we'll see a guy make uh, the final deal, maybe even win the tournament, and then we don't see him again for two, three years. Uh, is it is it like, you know catching a lightning in a bottle or something like that? Or is it more like, you know, you just have your your good times and your bad times? Um,
4: in the main event specifically, it's more like catching lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Uh, there's so many great players who have never been close to a final table there. Um, on the other hand, there were three guys this last year who had been there before. So, um, you know, over time, the better players do come to the top and... You know, And you'll see them more. But uh, getting there more than once is, is just is too much to ask for. Them. So uh, I guess Michael was his name.
1: Uh, came back two years in a row and made the final table. Unfortunately, got knocked out early in both of them, so he didn't make a huge impact. But just to get back there again is incredible.
4: Yeah. new Newhouse, so, you know, so yeah. And this year, Lamb, Syout, and who was the third? Is it Pollock who had been there before? Three guys have been there before. Um, and that's that's kind of amazing the three out of the nine have been there before
1: so how did uh, 2017 treat you
4: uh, looking was, back on the year it was okay uh, poker wise you know I didn't win much I won a little I think um but overall, it's been a pretty good year.
1: And 2018, what's coming up for you? Oh, it's going to be a killer year. <laughs> At the uh, tables, or are you going absolutely. back to business and doing anything?
4: Um, so I do. I do I'm do. i on a couple of boards, so I am doing that kind of stuff. I'm staying in it a little bit. Uh, but most of what I'm focusing on is, is other than technology. Yeah.
1: Well, good luck to you. Thanks for your time. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. And that's Neil Blumenfield, uh, as I mentioned, uh, got a chance to talk a little bit. He actually was very nice for this time because he just got knocked out of the tournament, so... Uh, some people are not too pleasant at that point, but it depends, I guess, on how the hand is that knocks you out.
2: Yeah, well, listen, and,
1: and being
2: 63 and having won 3.4 million two years ago may mellow you out a little bit. Yeah, more. I would
1: say. <laughs> you know, I don't know about it.
2: I'm getting closer to that age. I know, I know, I'd be a little less upset if, if uh, after I had gotten that kind of money. Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, let's take a break here on the show. Uh, when we come back, we'll. Uh, uh, talk about a couple other things. I'd like to get touch on this, uh, 10 tips for the new year and how to improve your game, uh, how, to, how to make things better for you uh, in 2018. I'm ready to start taking notes. So. Okay. So we'll do that when we come back. We also got a couple other interviews. I think we'll get to one with Evan Teidelbaum And we also have Jackie Scott. I'm not sure if we'll get to that one this week or maybe next week. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, you're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll return after these messages on the show as we come to you from South Florida. Look forward to a great year in 2018. Hope you'll join us every week. odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us. And the play for real game becomes available later this year. I always wanted to be a fireman. A pilot. A teacher. But
3: the rising cost of college was a big reality check. That's why I joined the National Guard. The Guard gives me money for college. So I can go to school full-time and fly part-time. My unit helps out after a natural disaster
4: hit. So I get to help people just like I always wanted. There's no bigger rush than being a firefighter in the Guard. Than flying a Black Hawk. Than
0: leading my squad.
4: Thanks to the Guard, I'm becoming who I always wanted to be. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask us how much you'll receive towards your college expenses.
1: Welcome back to the show, Big Dave and Joe. Uh, Joe back in the studio tonight with me here. And uh, looking at the uh, chip counts from the uh, PCA main event. $10,000 buy-in with 582 players. They're down to 140. Michael Comron is still the leader. Corey Aldermere is in second. and Jonathan West in third. Uh, David Peters dropped off a little bit. He's currently in ninth place. Uh, Lost... uh, about 64,000 chips since we last uh, looked at the numbers but still doing pretty well and still in there. Harrison Gimbel who uh won a big tournament there uh years ago when he was just uh I guess he was 18 years old or something it was uh-huh. before. Um he turned professional and uh, won like 2.2 2 million dollars down there. Uh he is in uh I would say about 15th place 172,000. So uh Everybody's still hanging in there. Lots of time left in this one. We'll have the final results on next week's show. Uh, also, some other events. The uh, WPT, as we mentioned, over in Berlin, is uh, playing now on the on the uh, final day. And uh, they are finishing up there. Uh, let's see. They have 47 players left in that one out of 111. Uh, chip leader is Gerald Karlick. Ole Shemian is in second. And... Uh, when I look down the other rest of the top ten, I have never heard of any of these players. But uh, that is the European Championship going on right now for the World Poker Tour in Berlin. Uh, also, the uh, circuit, uh, WSOP Circuit, which will be here at the uh, Seminole Coconut Creek Casino in February from the 8th through the 19th. Uh, they are in Choctaw, Oklahoma. And Durant, Oklahoma is the city. Uh, the The casino is Choctaw. And Jeffrey Trudeau uh, won his fourth ring in one of the events there. They still have a ways to go, including the main event, uh, later in the week. Um, that is going on out there now. And uh, I guess that, that gets you pretty much up to date. Um, the LAPC is underway, and of course Aussie Millions is still to come. So all kinds of tournaments, big name stuff, and uh, we will be following all of it. A lot of fun. A lot of action down here. Absolutely. Uh, I did want to mention also uh, some numbers came out from Maryland. And, uh, you know, our good friend Mike Smith, who has been on the show with us uh, when he was at the Isle Casino. Um, By the way, I went over there this week, and uh, their only comment was that they are interviewing all potential candidates uh, for a replacement. Vinny Gatto, who uh, you're a friend of, uh, is... The, the interim entry. manager. Uh, I th- believe he would love to be considered for the job, so we'll find out what happens with that over the next month or so. Uh, Stan Strickland uh, got a job up in New York already. He's working at the, the Del Lago Casino in uh, Waterloo, New York, which is about halfway between Rochester and Syracuse. So, well,
2: he definitely they have, changed climates. Yeah, I can tell you that. Changed much. climates,
1: and they have twelve tables there instead of uh, the thirty-eight that we. Is see the manager you know, up there. I Did believe he, get he is. The manager? I don't. I don't know that for a fact, but I. I heard he was. Wow. So no idea what what caused his uh, imminent well, listen, departure, but uh I, we'll see again, what happens. Again, I
2: don't know, but just from people that I know that worked there, and you know, he was just not. A people person, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So I don't know if that eventually came back to bite him in the ass or not, but you definitely know. not a
1: fan of the media. Um, yeah. I personally did not really like him. Uh, he has been there since uh, 2013. I think uh, April of 2013. That's so when Mike
2: Smith left. It's, it doesn't. Mike seem left
1: earlier in the year, I believe, in uh, February of of 2013. Well, I I know there's a lot of
2: people that are working there that are going to be very happy that that you know that are very happy that he's gone. I'm sure and there are some. Just you know, like you said, because he wasn't a very personable uh, manager, and you know, if if I don't know what their numbers are, I haven't been keeping track on on online for They're that. down. They're down. You know, they're definitely down. Their numbers are down, and they're having issues, and the staff isn't happy. Uh, you know. Like they say, you can't fire eighty dealers, so (laughs) you get rid of the manager. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you gotta. One of the things I learned very quickly: you gotta, you know, you gotta be able to run your room properly, but uh, you gotta earn the people's respect too.
1: Well, of course, the opening of Maryland Live uh, things took off up there uh, when Mike Smith, uh, you know. It was a brand-new building. He got a chance to put that together the way he wanted it, which is probably a dream of a lot of poker managers. Right. Be able to start from scratch with all your own ideas. Uh, of course, last a year ago from December, this 2016, the end of the year, the MGM National Harbor opened, and uh, that's a 39-table room up there. And they have the, the top numbers now for the past year. Uh, the poker market in its entirety was worth $35.4 million in 2016, 2016 and increased last year by 25 percent so they are up to uh, some big numbers there uh, just to give you an idea there's four casinos up there uh, four poker rooms the mgm national harbors 39 tables maryland live has 52 tables uh, the horseshoe casino in baltimore 23 tables and the smaller one hollywood casino perryville has eight tables uh, the comparison between uh, national harbor and in their 39 tables, they did $21.29 million. Out of 35?
2: You said it was 35 yeah. for the year. Wow. Oh, yeah.
1: well, no, 35 was 2016. And this oh, it so was a 25% increase. So yeah, 37. You're looking at
2: about $9 million about more. $44, 44 million, right. Somewhere
1: around in there. So they did uh, so nearly they half. So they
2: still did almost half.
1: Maryland Live has 13 more tables, but did $16.39 million. So So uh, Maryland uh, National Harbor, which is... Right in Baltimore, of course, uh, uh, Maryland Live is outside of Baltimore by a few miles, and uh, they get some of the West Virginia business and some of that type of thing. But uh, in the inner city and uh, you know a big tourist area in National Harbor is going to bring you a lot of business. Um, Maryland's become one of the top markets in the country. Uh, just to compare, neighboring Pennsylvania... Uh, has uh, a market worth about sixty million, so forty-four to sixty million. But yeah, and I would imagine seventy-five
2: percent of that it comes
1: out of parks and probably. Of Philadelphia. But Pennsylvania has ten poker rooms and two hundred thirty tables compared with uh, um, about one hundred and forty tables, I guess, or something like that. Let's see exactly. It would be ninety-one and thirty-one, uh, one twenty-two. So one twenty-two in Maryland and two hundred thirty tables in Pennsylvania. And uh, over twice as many tables, and they only do uh, a little bit more—you know, 16 million more in uh, revenue.
2: Yeah. Well, listen, uh, you know, we know that when Mike Smith took over, the numbers were 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 insane. Yeah. I believe for a while they were the number one poker room in the in the country. Right. With the numbers they were producing, but like you said, you open up another room in the in the big city of Baltimore, that had to take a big dip. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, I'm ho- I'm hoping that, that they're not judging Mike Smith on that because that's, sometimes that's just like they say with real estate, location, location, location.
1: Okay, I want to look at this article. I believe it was Gary Trask that wrote it, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, it comes from uh, Online Casino City. Uh, and ten tips that, to help you in the new year. Uh, number one is make realistic goals. And we talked a lot about goals on this show, especially when we had uh, – uh, Trisha Cardner, uh, Dr. Tricia Gardner, on this program, and we had Jared Tendler on. Uh, we talked about Daniel Negranu and the goals that he makes every year. And the point of this one is that a lot of people make unrealistic goals. You know, they're impossible to keep or they can't really think about why. But uh, he says in this article that uh, staying away from nonsense like winning X amount of money uh, is not a realistic goal because you can't control the variance of, the, of this game.
2: Yeah, you you know, <laughs> I remember somebody who I respected a lot in in uh, in poker told me once. He goes, "You don't set you don't set a goal to how much you want to win because that means you could lose everything trying to chase that goal." He goes, "The one thing you need do need to do is recognize a good game and know when not to quit a good game."
3: Right.
2: So yeah, you know, and that and there's a big difference between recognizing a good game and chasing that money because you got bad players and you know that you're a superior talent to them than to saying, oh, I only got to win another 1,000 or so in this game before I
1: get up. All right, exactly. Um, number nine is play more live tournaments. If you uh, spend a lot of time online and play a lot of that, it's... Uh, certainly important to uh, feel the rush of adrenaline that you can from playing in a live tournament. There's a big difference there. And uh even if you have to drive aways or stay in a hotel for a few nights, uh you certainly will enjoy it if you travel and play live as well. Yeah, well listen,
2: that, that as long as you you're, you're you're afforded the opportunity because you live close enough to a casino to play in live tournaments, that's a great idea. But uh I think everybody should definitely get that experience. You know, that's a definite goal for everybody in this coming year. But
1: but for some people, it's a lot easier than yeah, for exactly. others. It's easier to say. Uh, number eight is don't play if you are unprepared. Uh, you have to deal with your emotions at the table. Otherwise, it will cost you a lot of money. Don't play if you're uh, drunk, have a few drinks, or coming from a party, or if you're in a bad mood or feel tired or angry. Uh, common sense, but certainly makes sense. Yeah,
2: I, I you know...
1: I would like to tell those players to only play at the table that I'm at, so
2: (laughs) that that way I'll try not to take too much advantage of that. But yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I don't know how it is everywhere else, but here in South Florida, emotion is such a huge part of the game, and uh, I think that's what's made this market so attractive to so many other players from around the country that have come and now made their home down here. Because the machismo down here with the Latin and with the Caribbean cultures down here, you know, uh, emotions is a big part of their game. And and it shouldn't
1: be, but it is. Absolutely. Uh, Number seven, manage your money. Uh, Pay more attention to your bankroll management. Uh, A lot of people have a lack of discipline, play games that are higher than they should be playing uh interesting line here if you if you're risking a big chunk of your bankroll in one game you will always feel pressure and it will prevent you from making right decisions most of the time.
2: And well, that's not just in in uh poker Dave, that's true in any yeah. g- form of gambling. Right. When you sit down and you got to worry about whether you're going to go home forget about with a winning with the same amount of money that you're starting with you might as well just throw it up in the air and walk home and save yourself whatever amount of time you're going to be at the table
1: yeah exactly
2: right, and you just can't win when you when you're when you're betting with scared money it's a saying that they've heard for growing up and so hard so so far with me it's always been
1: true Number six is track your progress. Uh if you play <laughs> online there's lots of software and poker tools. We talked about this a bunch as well. Uh if you play the live games, there's a note taking app you can put on your phone. Certainly you need to at least put in uh buy ins and, and cashing and uh well, see how you do.
2: This to me is the best advice that anyone's been given so far with the okay. ones that you've read. Now, you know, in in the Neil in the interview with Neil now. You asked him towards the end of the interview, how was 2017? His answer to you was, I think I'm up a little bit. I guarantee you, if you stopped at the Hard Rock right now in any poker room and asked 100 poker players in that room, how did they do for 2017? I guarantee you 85 to 90% of the people are going to tell you, I won money or I'm up just a little bit. And the reason that I mention that is because, this is how you cope with losses. Yeah, you you fool yourself into thinking that you're playing good enough, and if you're able to be a, you know a strong enough poker player to track your wins and losses, you'll be able to start affecting you know making the the proper changes to 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 affect
1: your game in a positive way. Number five, work on your game. We've talked about this a million times. Uh, take some uh, poker training. Uh, watch some videos. Read some books. Certainly. Uh, that's obvious that you should do that if you're serious about getting better.
2: It's like anything else. Continual education just will only, will only improve your game.
1: Number four is take your time. Uh, many players make their decisions way too fast without uh, taking into account such things as ranges, bet sizing, and uh, you can have better results simply by taking your time. Of course, we always talk about people taking too much time and, and phony time and, and Hollywooding and that sort of thing. But you do need to uh, take your time with your decisions, especially when it's an important hand.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if it's for your tournament life or for or for your whole bankroll in a live cash game, yeah, you've got to definitely think about it, you know. But uh you know that 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 should go without without saying, in my opinion. But uh, I, I guess if you need to tell people that, then they they definitely need to pay attention to that. I just hate the fact, like you said, that some people take advantage of this to an extent that's just so frustrating in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: number three, study poker tells. Now, there's a couple of writers that that do a lot of articles in magazines and online. Uh, Zach Elwood is one. Uh, Dr. Joe Navarro. And uh, in Annie Up magazine and several other places, uh, certainly can check out some of their stuff. They've both written uh, several books, and and you need to do some uh, study on that. Not only to pick up tells from other people, but to eliminate your own poker tells. Exactly. Right. Listen,
2: you know how to handle them now when you read that. Even if you're not great at picking up other people, you could kind of almost pick up your own tells and say, okay, now I need to change this. So. Right. That's great
1: advice, whether it's online or live, much easier online is to learn a new poker format uh play some games that you haven't tried before uh you can do them on a free site so that you don't lose a lot of money while you're learning but uh certainly it increases your challenge your challenges and uh well add some excitement to your game I couldn't agree anymore <laughs> you know, and
2: that's how I started learning how to play um um what are, oh, my God, I can't horse? believe. Uh, not horse. Uh, Raz.
1: Raz, okay. That's how
2: I learned to play Raz. Right. And uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it and got quite good at it for a while.
1: Now, when you win, you have fun, but that's number one, have fun. And that uh, comes into a lot of different ways, learning new strategies, improving all the time, getting better. And uh, certainly that has to be the bottom line of any discussion of uh you know what you're doing to to enjoy yourself and that's uh, if you're a casual poker that player
2: that's that should be up there you know ahead of tracking because if you're not having fun there's no reason for you to play yeah but if you're a professional gambler or a professional poker player I should say you know, sometimes fun and poker don't mix uh, when, when, when you're trying to earn a living at it. Okay.
1: Let's take our final break on the show. When we come back, we'll hear from Evan Teitelbaum uh, that I talked to at the Hard Rock, and uh, we'll finish the, up the show shortly thereafter. You're listening to Poker Action Line. We'll be back after these messages.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
1: And the play-for-real game becomes available later this year. Final segment of the program, Big Dave and Joe finishing things up here as uh, our first show together in the new year. Of course, we were on last week, and uh, Joe checked in from Las Vegas. Uh, your trip finished up up there, and uh, you had a good time, huh? I had a
2: great time. No poker, though. First time I went, actually, you know, it's strange, Big Dave, because my youngest daughter is the only one who seems to have gotten the, the, the little bit of gambling bug that I have, and uh, my other two daughters really don't have it, and it was interesting just being out there with her. It was great, you know, watching her, trying to teach her some things, just watching her reaction <laughs> to winning and losing, and uh I'll tell you what it was a hell of an experience, and uh you know I, I wish other parents could get to enjoy that because it wasn't an intense trip, and you know it wasn't anything that was life altering but it was it was a lot of fun and we got
1: the bond you know in a different way that we had never done before yeah, absolutely uh, I'm glad you had a good time, and uh certainly look forward to my next trip out there for sure uh, I wanted to hear from uh the interview I did with uh, Evan Teitelbaum had a nice year. In 2017, uh, he didn't quite agree, but uh, you know, I guess never, nothing's ever good enough for poker players. To be honest, uh, he had uh, a victory at the uh, in the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, one of the prelim events, uh, 570 buy-in, won 18,000 there. Uh, also, he uh, won a tournament in December at uh, the Fun in the Sun. Not the Fun in the Sun, but before that at a uh, what they call a recurring tournament, a deep stack Saturday event for $1,100 buy-in. He won that as well. Uh, took home $18,000 approximately for both of those events. And uh, certainly looks forward to more in 2018. We talked to him also at the Fun in the Sun. Okay, counting down, three, i I'm with Evan Teidelbaum here, uh, just eliminated, unfortunately, from the, uh, sun in the fun in the sun, uh, but I'm talking to different players about how they look back on their year, and this has been a tremendous year for you, you've really been on a heater. Um, what are your thoughts as we move into 2018?
0: Oh, okay. I have a different viewpoint of my heater than you do. But,
1: uh, <laughs> nah, Explain anything, it. Explain how you look uh, at it.
0: I'm, I made uh, several final tables that I couldn't close it out, so I look at it that way. But I mean, I've had a, several decent scores, which is great. Um,
1: you won one earlier this month, though. Yeah, here. I
0: won uh, the Big Slick two weeks ago here. And uh, I had one other win, I believe. I'm trying to remember back now. Oh, we did a chop. We okay. did a, like a three-way chop in the $1,100 turbo. Right. Uh, that that was a good tour. But yeah, I mean, it was a very successful year in that part. I look at it, you know, <laughs> I want to win them. It's you never know, I mean,
1: it's but, never quite good enough, right?
0: Hey, you know, there's a lot of good players here. It's you know a lot of talent, a lot of luck involved, and, you know I'll keep grinding them out. But but, the, later but later. the
1: final tables, when, when time goes by a little bit and you have a chance to reflect. Don't yeah. they look a little bit better in your oh, eyes? Oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, after the fact, they all look good.
1: But when you look w- at your w- checking w- account.
0: <laughs> but it, it's a an ever it, it's a fluid situation. You're constantly reinvesting money in your you know, especially in tournaments versus cash. You know, you can go two, three months, four months without a big score, and then you get one. And you, you know,
3: do one.
0: you play cash too uh, on a regular basis? Not on a regular basis. I do. Like now, I'm going to go play cash because I just busted out of the tournament, but. Generally speaking, I'll go to play a tournament, and if I don't make it deep enough, I'll play cash. I don't go to play cash. It's, it's, yeah.
1: As reporters, we don't really feel the pain, but we always know that it's hard to interview people when they get knocked out because they're never happy. But, uh, you know, I think when you look in the long run, this has really been a step up this year for you.
0: Um, as far as earnings-wise, I think it's like my second, maybe, best year in terms of earnings. Uh Three years ago, I had an excellent year. But this year was good. I mean, I'll look at it when I do my taxes and really how, how much profit there was. But uh, it was a great year. I mean, this was a great tournament. I just wish I could have ran deep. But Getting 24th when they're paying 25 is, you know, it's a little
1: deflating. Not but. paying too much. Well, I'll pay for a couple of Christmas gifts, maybe. Absolutely. I'll pay for my
0: uh, two bullets in the cash game
1: <laughs> Tell me about uh, your look ahead to 2018. I, I you know, I see you, uh, you know, doing well in so many of these tournaments, making great plays. And uh, you have to look ahead and say World Series of Poker, maybe make a run in a in a bracelet event.
0: Well, I'll always play the main event in uh, July, so I'll be there. But they have a big series coming up starting next week here. I'll be playing the $1,100 deep stack million dollar guarantee, and they literally have an entire three weeks of great event after great event after great event so i look forward to getting the air started <laughs> off right away
1: everybody everybody looks at south florida people and says you know you guys are so lucky and oh, we are. and you, you, you poker players in south florida are lucky that they have so many great tournaments where they uh, you know could sleep in their own bed absolutely
0: and uh, you know between the hard rock and a competitor north of here between those two uh, you know there's enough uh, tournaments to keep us going and of course we have tampa jacksonville I mean, in the state of Florida, you don't have, have to leave other than the World Series uh, in June and July in Vegas. But
1: You uh, were at Tampa a couple weeks ago for their I know big I went event? to
0: Jacksonville okay. for the WPT. Uh, I had to miss Tampa because I just had work stuff going on locally. But uh, I'll be here for the whole series coming up. and. My goals of this year is just improve over, over the past year. Like,
1: would you would you consider yourself a full time player if you hit a big score like maybe uh, uh, several hundred thousand? I
0: mean, no. I, I have other interests that uh you know, if I had to play poker to pay the rent, that'd be pretty scary. But uh, you know, with with success comes, you know, you start to think you can be. But I'm married with a kid and yeah. You know, uh, like I said, I have to win a lot to support my lifestyle. So, uh, right.
4: <laughs>
0: but uh, it's fun. I, I love coming out here. I love competing. And they have the best events. so I'll be here. You'll see me.
1: It's an exciting time. Lucky Heart's coming up uh, right around the corner. The circuit event, uh, which moves from Palm Beach to, to Coconut Creek, Coconut which Creek. should be very interesting. Right around uh, the corner from my house. So. And uh, looking out at the uh, guitar-shaped hotel, is starting to take shape and actually look like a guitar. Have you seen it? I the, did. Uh, yeah,
0: it's... I think they said another maybe 18 months, 24 months. Or yeah, I, but 20. I would
1: think that they've got to be ahead of schedule right now. Um, I don't know anything about They don't, they about don't, they the, don't tell me either. I'm don't the last one to find out. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, they have so many events. They have the Rock and Roll Poker Open will be after that, I'm sure. You know, August, every August, they have their big event here. and
1: There's so much to play. Okay. No. Well, I'm holding you up. Get to those cash games. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate okay. your time. And that is uh, Evan Teidelbaum. Very nice with his time. I appreciate it. And uh, he's a guy I'd love to have come in the studio and and do the show one time. He's a very interesting person and uh, uh, certainly a very good poker player. Uh, Keeping an eye on the uh, PCA as they wind down. They're down to 140 players uh, last I have. Uh, Obviously, I think they uh, probably went to a dinner break. So um, some of the people that just got uh, recently eliminated include uh, Bryn Kenny. Um couple others uh just knocked out uh Jake Cody and uh that's the most recent one. So uh chip leader still Michael Cameron and uh, Corey Aldemir in second. Jonathan West currently in third. We'll get an update uh what we'll be following ourselves the next couple of uh Hours, and then, of course, uh, next week we'll give you the final results of the program. So uh, that's going to do it for our show tonight. Uh, thanks for everything, Joe, and uh look forward to a,
2: a, a great ho- year. I'm, I'm hoping
1: to be here next Wednesday unless a
2: storm hits New York before I can get back. <laughs> So
1: The, the, the WPT Deep Stack starts tomorrow at the Hard Rock, uh, the 11th, 12th, and 13th, uh, opening days at 11 a.m. $1,100 buy in, million dollar guarantee. So we'll be finding ourselves over there, checking that out over the next few days. Thanks for being with us. Gio, thank you for everything on the show as well. And we'll look forward to having you join us next week on another edition of Poker Action Line.